Welcome to Jay Talking. This is our pre-Thanksgiving week, week edition. Tweet us with your thoughts about what you're hearing on the show at the letter J-S-O-R-G-I. That's J-S-O-R-G-I. Let us know what you think about what you're hearing and what you would love to hear on this podcast. We are deep in the midst of Packers season, in the midst of college basketball holiday tournament season. The Packers are going to New York. Marquette is going to Orlando. We will talk with the voice of Marquette basketball and the host of Homer and Gabe on 94.5 ESPN-FM. Homer to get his tips on traveling to those two major travel destinations, Orlando and New York. We'll talk a little bit of Marquette basketball as well. But first, we're going to discuss the Packers' playoff chances as they enter one of the biggest regular season games they have played in a long time. The two-loss Packers, the one-loss San Francisco 49ers, who currently have the NFL's best record at 9-1, and one, the Packers at just 8-2, and two, one game behind. We use something called the ESPN Playoff Tracker and plug the whole bunch of buttons in the thing. It's a fantastic machine online. You can find it at ESPN.com. What you do is you plug in who's going to win what game and see what would transpire in terms of playoff scenarios. We did the math, so you don't have to, and we figured out just how big of a football game this is coming up on Sunday night with coverage starting at 3 o'clock on WTMJ. It's pretty much this simple. If the Packers win, they can write their ticket to a first-round bye and most likely write their ticket to home field advantage in the NFL playoffs. If they lose, you can probably guarantee a date in a wildcard game. How is this the case? Well, if the Packers win this game against San Francisco, they will tie the 49ers for the best record in the NFC at 9-2. and If they win every other game for the remainder of the regular season, even if the 49ers win all theirs, the Packers would have the tiebreaker advantage. According to the ESPN playoff tracker, even if New Orleans, who's also 8-2, and two, wins out, if the Packers do the same thing, they own the tiebreaker over New Orleans. The NFC East right now is the NFC least, so if the Packers win out, no one can catch them. There's only one scenario where if the Packers win out, including beating San Francisco, only one scenario where they would not get home field, where every team would have to come through Lambeau Field. And that is the dreaded Seattle Seahawks. And we say dreaded around here because we know what fits they've given the Packers over the years, particularly in the postseason. They own an 8-2 record as well as the Green Bay Packers. They also own the tiebreaker over the San Francisco 49ers if the two teams would be tied because of a head-to-head record tiebreaker. What happens if they finish 14-2 and and the Packers finish 14-2? and They would win what's known as the Common Games tiebreaker. Let's look at all the teams the Packers have played. Let's look at all the teams the Seahawks have played. Okay, where do they have similar opponents? Five games each against similar opponents. Who has the better record between them? The Seahawks would if they went out. They'd be going 5-0 and against those opponents, being Minnesota, San Francisco, Carolina, and Philadelphia. That Packers loss to Philadelphia in September would come back to bite them and put the Seahawks ahead of them in the chase for home field. That would be the only scenario where if the Packers win out, 
they don't get home field advantage. Now, that yes, that's winning six consecutive games. That's beating a fantastic 49ers team on Sunday night. That's going on the road and beating the Minnesota Vikings and then taking care of the business you should take care of against the New York Giants, Washington, Chicago, and Detroit. We all know how challenging that is in the National Football League to do. But if the Packers get that job done, if they win out, they'll get a first-round bye no matter what, and the odds are very good the road to Super Bowl 54 would go through Lambeau Field no matter what. If they lose, they fall to three losses, and San Francisco, Seattle, and New Orleans would all be ahead of them, which most probably would mean you'd have to see the Packers play a wild-card game. If they win the division, they would host that game, but it could be against either Seattle or San Francisco, whichever team doesn't win the NFC West, or it could be against the Minnesota Vikings. And yes, that game would be at home, but I still don't want to have to face one of those teams in a wildcard game. Avoid them for as long as possible. A lot is at stake for the Green Bay Packers going into this contest in San Francisco. It is a fantastic showdown to come. Must listen to radio, must watch television, but turn the TV down and turn on Wayne and Larry. We have coverage starting at 3 o'clock. Four hours of pregame coverage going into that Sunday night kickoff at 7.20, all on WTMJ and on your desktop computer worldwide. You can also follow the game through our WTMJ second screen on your app. Jay Talking continues. Next week is Thanksgiving week. It is one of the biggest travel weeks of the year. A lot of people go to Over the Hills and over to wherever grandmother's house is. I know I completely screwed up that reference. What the heck? Who cares? But not everyone does that. So many people take Thanksgiving as destination travel opportunities, and you've got two great sports travel opportunities over Thanksgiving weekend. Marquette playing in Orlando, Florida. In fact, on Thanksgiving Day, the Packers going to New York to take on the New York Giants. We'll discuss this with someone who has made both trips on a regular basis Steve, the Homer True Homer, the host of Homer and Gabe on 94.5 ESPN-FM from 3 until 6. Homer, thanks for joining us. And we'll talk first about Orlando because that's where you're going for this tournament. It is a family-friendly destination. You've said you've done that trip many times, both for basketball and for pleasure. Uh, Yes. uh, First, it was for pleasure uh, to Disney World when our kids were young. They claimed I was like military because I had everything (laughs) figured out. All right, we have to be here then. Uh, We would stay on the grounds. They have a place. I can't remember. But you stayed in like a mobile home. But you could buy your own food, and then you'd take a boat to uh, the various parks. And, yeah, I'm a huge fan of uh, Disney World. We haven't been there in a few years. Mark Tauscher went, and he was saying they have a new roller coaster, the the one that used to be Space Mountain, which is arguably the – weakest roller coaster in the history of the world, unless you're just beginning. Uh, but everything else is is spectacular. I've never met anybody that didn't like Disney World. I don't know that we'll go now since it's just my wife and I, but and the, the sports area has just blown up. It's like a, world of sports where yes, it's like a city within itself, just massive numbers of fields. I think there are youth tournaments in just about every conceivable sport there, and I give him credit. That's pretty smart. 
how many kids are not going to want to go to Orlando to play in some sporting event, given that Disney World is right there. Youth sports is such a massive draw for travel for families. Also, this trend of, and it's not just a trend, it's been, been in, the, in the basketball industry forever in college basketball, the holiday tournament to get people to travel south, much like bowl games, these places thrive on the type of publicity that they get to get travelers to go to wherever it happens to be, whether it's Orlando or Maui or sometimes New York for some Thanksgiving tournaments as well. It's changed. I don't know the specific rules, but I think I'm close. That You used to go about once every four years. Now I think you can go every year to different places. And people forget, this used to be the time where the number one tournament was in Alaska. That's right. And I remember we Marquette's been there a number of times, I think three. And now I always think, okay, you have – you have Hawaii and Alaska. Who goes to Alaska? <laughs> Eventually it stopped. They still have a tournament there, but it's almost like a tier, ter- tier two tournament. Um, and it's dark there. Right. Like 20 hours of the day. And, um, I mean, it was a great tournament. They're, they're great people. What was the TV show? Northern Exposure, I think. And I just want everybody to know if you could watch it. That is exactly <laughs> how the people are. In uh, in Anchorage, where we were, just Alaska, there, there, there's just an amazing group of people, and so it was fun. But who wants to be in Alaska? And the fact that they got it going for so long. Now they have various ones in New York, and then I think Kansas City even has one. And then you go to Florida, and then you have Hawaii, and I think we went to St. Thomas one time. And so the for the players, it's great. It used to be. Where kids would go to school like Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then you'd travel and the games would be. Now, I think everybody just takes the whole week off. Right. They have games before Thanksgiving. We're playing, Marquette is playing on Thanksgiving. But yeah, the, the travel and what goes on this time of year for the players is spectacular. It's whenever ESPN chooses to put in the TV window for whatever tournament it's going to be. I mean, even the Bahamas now, they've got a tournament the back. Well, to and I don't remember the place. What is it, Padre Island or whatever that's just near yeah. Houston? Yes, every, every place you want to go to is now part of it, and Alaska's moved from 1st to 23rd over the holidays. The funny part, years ago with Marquette, Milwaukee tried to do that with the Milwaukee Classic with Marquette and the Badgers back in the old mecca days where you would always have those two teams and two teams that often were in the the higher echelon. I remember John Wooden's UCLA Bruins even came one time. They came here after winning one of his first national championships. So it would have been 63 or 64. It was before Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Pete Maravich from LSU came. Yeah, it it was special. And then again, it kind of... Why, it just went down because people, again, making choices, and you ended up having Marquette. Uh, the year Jim McElvain's team went to the Final Four, uh, or not the Final Four, to the Sweet 16, I'm almost certain they lost in the classic final to Dick Bennett in Green Bay, like 12 to 11 or something. Plus, I'm sure when it comes to choices of places where basketball teams could go, let's see. Milwaukee in December, Maui in November. And Which are you going to pick? The classic, at least when I was a part of it, was never during that thanksgiving or christmas it was always early in december with and this is not just with marquette but all these conferences are adding conference games which is why marquette and wisconsin had to play there i think they had 20 conference games marquette's going to be at 20 when uconn enters the the big east next year 
you just don't have that many games left, and you have to start playing earlier. So the the schedule seemed to me have become conference, the trip we're talking about, either Thanksgiving or Christmas, and then a few extra games. Now, as we mentioned before, a couple of these tournaments are now in New York City. I believe mm-hmm. Brooklyn has one of them over Thanksgiving weekend. Thanksgiving is also the time when Packers fans are going to get to go to New York to go see the Packers take on the Giants in a season filled with destination games for Packers fans to travel to. One of them this weekend, in fact, with San Francisco. You've been to New York time after time for those Thanksgiving tournaments, and especially on a yearly basis with the game against St. John's and the Big East Tournament, which outside of the NCAA is the one that, as a fan, I would love to attend more than any other, partially because we're number one Marquette alumnus, but number two, it's the Garden. It's the Garden. It is the Garden. And when the Big East originally had so many teams, and you had Syracuse, and the, it was unbelievable. And I thought it was just the Big East because of the tra- tra- tradition. And even since the conference has changed, as some of those marquee schools are gone, they still pack the place. Yeah. It's like the big event. I think New York basketball fans, and granted, there are a lot of people there, but a ton of people, they're as as strong basketball fans as I've ever seen, as evidenced by the fact that the Knicks have been horrible for how many years, and they still pack the place. They love their basketball, and I think on a Tuesday, or maybe it's Wednesday, I think, I don't know if it was Creighton and DePaul or who it was. It was just nothing. The last two teams might not have been Creighton, and the place is still packed. Wow. Wow. And I'm a huge fan of New York. I don't know that I'd want to live there, but I don't have much variety. I always walk to Central Park. They have an area there where you can walk, and people put these signs on the park benches, and I'm always reading those. And I just love to walk in New York because of the energy. It doesn't matter where you're going or what time it is. They're just people all over the place. It's the kind of a city, and I haven't had a chance yet to get there. We're going there someday with my son and I and probably my wife on some of our Brewers baseball trips yet to come. But that's the kind of city you could spend a month there, and you wouldn't hit everything that you would have options for. It's yeah. just incredible. No, it's uh, other than the fact that they're the softest people in the world. They love New York. They pay $9 for a gallon of milk, and it's like they're <laughs> oh. proud of it. The stuff is so incredibly expensive there. But it is. There's, there's energy. Then, because we were playing in Brooklyn, I had never done this. We were in Brooklyn, and I walked over the Brooklyn Bridge. And it's the best. I tell people, before you do anything else, you've got to walk the Brooklyn Bridge. It's unbelievable, the views that you get. And it's set up for people to walk, so it's not like you have traffic. The traffic is underneath you, the cars. It's spectacular, and that's the first thing I do. Even if we're in New York City, I take the subway and get out to Brooklyn and walk the Brooklyn Bridge. I would love to see the photography that someone can get from there if you've ever taken pictures. Uh, it's got to be world class. Yes, and, and there's a ton of it that you see from people that have done it or the the pictures of the bridge itself. What's your favorite New York eats, your favorite place to eat in, in the, the Big Apple? Well, it used to be the Carnegie Deli, and now it's not around anymore. I don't know what happened. Mm. They had just like they had like a roast beef or a, I think – pastrami sandwich it was like a foot high wow i mean you couldn't just the amounts of and I, but i'm not i'm not a really good food eater because as tony smith has said my partner on marquette i have the palate of a 10 year old so we can be <laughs> in Times square and where's homer if there's a mcdonald's nearby he's there um, nice. but the different i mean the variety that you have for people that love to eat is 
unbelievable. And in different areas. When Jim McElhinney was my partner, we used to go to pizza places. He's from Racine, and he always said Racine pizza was better than any place else in the world. So mm. we went to the place that's uh, Giribaldi's, I think it is, that's right under the Brooklyn Bridge. And we went everywhere, and Mac was still convinced Racine was better. But that's that's one thing we did when he was my partner. Notes to take for Packers fans taking the trip for that December 1st game, three days after Thanksgiving. And I would imagine, too, you'd get to go to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade if you were able to make a full week out of it. That by itself has to be destination experiences for anyone going to New York. I've never done that. We were there close to the uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade, which they run alongside one side of, of Central Park. But everything they do legitimately is special. Um, the garden used to be a dump. And then they fixed it. I don't know. They spent a ton of money on it. And it's, it's, it's much improved and nice. I believe twice the cost of what it took to build Pfizer Forum, which tells you about New York real estate. Well, as I said, yeah. they're just so proud of the fact that they pay the largest amount for anything. <laughs> seems to me that uh, if they wanted to, they could change that. But I, I, don't, know, I don't know the, under, the economics of New York. Or other than that, everything's more expensive than you might even pay at a ballpark. Save your shekels if you want to take that trip out or, there. Or if you know it. people, there's certain they'll know this little bar you go to. You can find your ways, but it doesn't seem to be the approach that New Yorkers like to take. <laughs> Marquette. We should touch on them as well. They've just come off that loss to Wisconsin, a challenging loss to Wisconsin, a, team, a situation where their offense just went cold in a game where you can't afford for your offense to go cold because you know Wisconsin brings it every time they play. Wisconsin played great defensively, even though Marcus Howard had 16 in the first half. They, they played a really good game. It's life, can be life on the road. A year ago, Marquette went to Indiana, and the Titanic did better. This game against Wisconsin was significantly better than the one in Indiana. They, they were gone after the national anthem and for about two minutes. When a team's at home and they get hot, Wisconsin played really well defensively in the second half. They made their shots. They were great from the free throw line, and that expanded expanded it to a 16-point game. Otherwise, it still would have been Wisconsin. They would have probably won by 8 or 9. Marcus Howard didn't make a shot in the second half. He was 0 of 9. If Marquette's down at half, and in the second half Marcus Howard doesn't make a shot, they will lose every one of those games. Yep. How far along is this offense compared to where it can be once you get to February and March? It's early because no one knows how they're going to fit all the parts together. You have Marcus Howard. Kobe McEwen would appear to be the second-best player. He's the transfer from Utah State. But they're still trying to figure out how to use him. He's bringing the ball up the floor so that Marcus can get open by running around like crazy. But it's all about who are the players. In Wisconsin, for example, I think six players were in double figures. If you asked Marquette or the fans who's – the second best player, it's Kobe McEwen already. After that, it's unknown, and the future of their season, similar to, I think, the future of Wisconsin, especially when they get the transfer in from Ohio State, is based on those other guys. And at home, often those other guys can do really well. It gets more difficult on the road. So is it Jamal Kane? Is it Greg Elliott? Uh, or how, how are they going to use the big guys inside? They have a new guy, Jace Johnson. Nobody really knows those answers, but their ability to elevate to that level is going to determine how good the season is. And I would say it's almost the same 
for Wisconsin as they're trying to survive or do things differently without Ethan Hepp. Homer, we know we've got a show to get to as we tape this. I greatly appreciate you giving us your time this afternoon. Happy to do it. Awesome. Brooklyn Bridge. Remember, Brooklyn Bridge. Deal. Thank you, Steve, the Homer True, for your time and for your travel tips for a couple of great destinations to go to over Thanksgiving or any weekend or any time at all. This is Jay talking. Tweet us with your thoughts at the letter J-S-O-R-G-I. That's J-S-O-R-G-I. Let us know what you'd love to hear on the podcast. Talk to you soon. Have a great Wisconsin Sports Week.